Today's scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 13, and can be found on page 750 of most of your pew Bibles. John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. May God bless the reading of his word. We're taking a break from our series on making sense of meaningless life for two weeks to focus in on Christmas what it means and what it means for us personally. So today, as we look at John chapter one, which I think is one of my favorite Christmas texts, although we often don't think of it as being a Christmas text, I'd like to begin with a question. And let me ask our ushers first. Ushers, do you have a roving microphone? I'd like to ask a question and then have, let's say, four people in the congregation respond. Do we have a roving microphone? Okay. Do we have it? No, it's coming. Okay. It's it's coming. Here we go. All right. Stay up there. Just stay up here because somebody up front might might want to raise their hands. Okay. here's my question. My question. And this is a bit of a trick question. All right. The question is this. When does the message of Christmas begin? When does the message of Christmas begin? Now, we have a volunteer over on this side that would like to try and answer my trick question. The day after. Oops. The day after Christmas. I missed that. The day after Christmas. Oh, the day after Christmas. Okay. Interesting answer. Someone else? Right, right next. Oh. The day after Thanksgiving. Okay, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. That's when many people feel like the message of Christmas begins. Um, by the way, those aren't the right answers. Okay. Christmas. Okay. When does the message of Christmas begin? It begins on Christmas. Now, that was profound. Someone else. (laughs) Genesis 3. Genesis 3. Okay. You want me to read? No, no, please. (laughs) Don't read. I have much to say. Um, But that's interesting but it's not quite the answer i'm looking for okay someone else too (laughs) what no i was gonna say genesis as well okay genesis when no i was gonna say genesis as well 
But Genesis when? I don't know what chapter. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say when, um, when, the, um, when God told that told Eve that she was going to, the whole serpent trampling thing. and then Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, yeah, you know so when God gives to Eve the promise that the seed yeah, of the woman shall crush yeah. the serpent's head, the that's when the message of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Still, though, not quite what I'm looking for. Anybody else want to try it? In the beginning. Ah, thank you. Ah, yes. Okay. I'm glad we kept on going until someone finally got the answer. Yes, look at the text, brothers and sisters. John chapter 1. The message of Christmas begins in the beginning. Okay, that was the first trick question. Now we have another trick question. Hang on, we still need the mic. Second question is this. When is the beginning? Okay, now wrap your mind around that for about 20 seconds and then we'll bring the roving mic around to the rest of you willing volunteers. When is the beginning? When is the beginning? Okay, here we go. On the left side. Oh, yeah, left side. Start over here again. When is the beginning? Christmas. <laughs> Not quite, but good try. Someone else. When's the beginning? There was no beginning. What? There was no beginning. Actually, the, the text does say in the beginning. There was a beginning. All right. But the question is, when is the beginning? Uh, I'm guessing when the earth was forming, when God was forming the earth. OK, so you're saying when the earth was formed. All right. Uh, how many of you agree with that? Raise your hands. How many of you agree with that? That the beginning is when the world is formed. The Big Bang. OK, those of you who think that the beginning is the Big Bang, raise your hand. OK. Several of you. All right. Now, you guys put your hands down. Now, the rest of you, if anybody has a different answer of when the beginning is, you raise your hand and let's hear what you have to say. OK, here we go. When is the beginning? One possibility is the Big Bang when God created the earth. Someone else? Say it again. I missed it. He said, what, what is the question? Again, the question is, when is the beginning? If the Christmas message begins in the beginning, then the next question I'm asking is, well, when is the beginning? Before the earth was created. Sweet. Yes, that is the answer. Okay. Uh, that is exactly what John chapter 1 tells us. Now, look at John 1. 1. This is one of the most profound verses in the entire Bible. We read it too quickly. We often gloss over it, and we don't stop to ask ourselves, what does this mean? Well, the text says, in the beginning, and then it tells us when the beginning was. The beginning was when you have the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And whoever this Word was, was with God in the beginning. This is before the point of creation. So then the question we have to ask ourselves is, what is the word or better yet, who is the word? This is a very philosophical concept. Um, in Greek, the word is logos. Now, you will not hear me refer to the original languages very often. And the reason is very simply this. Our translations are good. 
So I'm not going to always be going back to the original languages if what we have in our English Bibles is understandable. Um, but in this particular point, in this particular case, I have to go back because when we hear in the beginning was the word, when you hear the word word, you don't think what that word means in the Greek. And the word logos in the Greek um, is a very specialized philosophical term that means the divine reason implicit in the cosmos that orders it and gives it meaning. That's a very philosophical concept. So when you just heard read in the beginning was the word, I don't think very many of you thought of this, the divine reason implicit in the cosmos, ordering it and giving it meaning. We didn't think that, but that's what it means. And for those of you who read Chinese and who have your Chinese Bibles, uh, the philosophical concept that's used to translate the word logos is the word Tao. Now, that's where we really have a, a hard uh, time understanding it, because in Chinese philosophy, the Tao is an impersonal force um, that accounts for all that there is and orders things to be as they are. The Tao is a very philosophical concept, but in the Chinese uh, philosophical thinking, the Tao is an impersonal force. Same thing in Greek when we think of the Logos. But when we come to John chapter one, we see very clearly that we're not talking about a philosophical concept. We're not talking about a Chinese concept that explains why we have what we have in the world the way it is. No, what we're talking about in John chapter one at the point of being in the beginning is we are talking about a personal being who is described as being the word who was with God. And here John is talking about God being the father. Often when you read through the writings of John and the writings of Paul, when when the word God is mentioned, he's specifically mentioning God, the father and referencing God, the father. And we know that because here in John one, the word is mentioned to be with God, speaking of the father. But yet the word is said to be God. In other words, divinity. So we're speaking of the word of God, who is also equal with God in, in divinity, equal with the father and brothers and sisters. What John is speaking about in this text is our savior, Jesus Christ. He was in the beginning with God, the father before the point of creation. Verse three tells us through him, all things were made through Jesus, through the word of God, all things were made and without him, nothing was made that has been made. And we find in verse four that in him, in Christ, in the word, in Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind and that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. The darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not comprehended it. And so one of the points I'm making on my outline, those of you who like to follow along with my outline, is that the message of Christmas that we're focusing on Today is that divinity became humanity and walked among us and shone his light in the darkness. What we have in verses six through eight is the story of how God raised up John the Baptist to be the witness to testify concerning the light so that through Jesus, the light all might believe. But that John himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. But then ver verse nine, speaking of the word again, the word is also the true light that gives life, that gives light to everyone. And that light was coming into the world. 
And he was in the world and the world was made through him. And yet the world did not recognize him. So here we have the word through whom God created now in the world. In other words, the word has become human and is in the world and is shining in the world and is walking amongst the world. And yet the world did not recognize him. He was unrecognized. I flew on a plane recently. Well, not recently. It was a few years ago, actually. I've flown so much that I can't even think of how many times I've flown. But I've flown on average once every week and a half for the last 13 years. So that's a lot of plane flights. But on one of my flights, I was flying from Orlando, Florida, um, where I'd been visiting my family. And then I flew to Atlanta, Georgia, which is not my favorite airport in the world. And I was flying U.S. Air, which is certainly not my favorite airline in the world. But that's a whole nother story. But I, I get on the plane and I had the exit row seat so I could see everybody who came on the plane. And this one uh, person, this one passenger on the plane gets on the plane and I immediately recognized him. But I saw that a lot of people in the plane didn't recognize who he was. And when I saw him, I thought, you know what, he's going to go into first class because of who he was. And I'll tell you who he is in a minute. But I'm thinking this guy's going to go into first class. And he didn't go into first class. Instead, he went into economy class. And now I'm really intrigued because I know that somebody who's very well known to most people, who were in touch with modern culture, was on the plane, but some people didn't recognize him. I noticed two flight attendants immediately started talking. Did you see that? Did you see that? And they saw who I saw and realized who he was. But I'm thinking, this is pretty cool now. We've got this very special person. We have this vampire flying on our plane. We have Robert Pattinson um, right after the Twilight movies. Um, we've got a vampire flying on our plane, and two flight attendants realize who he is, and the rest of them don't. So I thought, I'm going to go find out where he's sitting. So I get up from my seat and I walk to go back to the bathroom and I see that he has the exit row in the middle of the plane. And half the people didn't even realize who was flying on the plane. But I did. And two of the flight attendants did. Why? Because I saw the movies. Did you see the movies? Um, But imagine this. Not a vampire walking among us, but the Son of God, the creator of the universe, walking amongst men and women and children. And some people knowing, I know who he is. And other people saying, I don't have a clue who he is. This is what John is telling us. That Jesus Christ went unrecognized as he walked on this earth. And who is he? He's the light. He's the one who's shining. And yet people don't even realize what the light is or who the light is. I need a volunteer to come up here. I want to illustrate this point. Um, Come on up. You don't even know what I'm going to ask you to do yet. So that's dangerous to volunteer when you don't know what the pastor is going to ask you. But come on up. I guarantee you it's going to be tame. Okay. now tell us your name. Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Ryan, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do, but don't do anything until I tell you. Okay. I'm going to give you something. Now, put this in your hand. Okay. now put put your put your thumb right here. All right. Now, point it over there. Okay. and turn it on. Okay. now, does everybody see that? Shine it up there. Shine it up there. Everybody see that? Now turn it off before you hit somebody in the eye. Okay. Very good. Now, my question to you, Ms. Ryan, was what was that? A light. Really? Okay. Was that a light? Was it really? No, it wasn't a light. It was a blue argon laser that cuts through glass and steel. So I only let him 
have it on for a few seconds. Okay, have a seat, Ryan. Thank you very much. Now, here's my illustration, okay? You saw it, but you didn't know what it was. Well, that's exactly like what happened when Jesus Christ walked among us. I've had a lot of fun with my lasers. One time in... in, um, Hong Kong, I've got to tell you this story. My wife is probably dying because she knows what story I'm about to tell. But I was staying in the YMCA, which is right next door to the Peninsula Hotel. The Peninsula Hotel has been voted the number one hotel in the world by the Society of Billionaires. It's a fabulous hotel. It's 38 stories tall. And here I am in the YMCA, which is a really cool luxury budget hotel. And I had the whole room to myself. I was staying in a dorm room, but... But it had three other beds and I was the only person in there. And I had just bought a laser. And this was years ago. And nobody had a clue what these things were. And so <clears throat> here's what I did. I waited and I looked out and I see that there's, there's people walking on the sidewalk alongside of the Peninsula Hotel. And I waited until most of the people had left and there was an older Chinese lady who was walking. And I thought, I'm going to shine that laser down. Okay, she's going to see the dot and, you know, it's going to scare her. So I shined it and she went like that. And then, and then I thought, well, I'm going to shine it and I'm going to put it between her legs. So I put the, the laser between her legs and she goes like this. Okay. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to walk her down to the end of the street. And so I put the dot and she followed it. And then I did the dot the other way and she followed it the other way. And then I thought, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it. And alongside of the Peninsula Hotel, we have this pipe, this storm drain that goes all the way up. So I took the laser and I went all the way up to the top and she went like that. And then I went all the way down. Like that. And then I saw that there's people that are about to come the other direction. And I can see that they're coming up the street, but she can't see them because she's along the side of the Peninsula Hotel. So I thought, I'm going to walk her up to the edge where these people are coming, and then I'm going to turn off the light. So I did that. I walk her up to the edge, and then the light is gone. And then these people come, and she starts talking and gesturing with her hands, and the people are looking at her like, well, whatever. And so then she's scratching her head. (laughs) So So then everybody's gone, and this lady's standing there like this. And then here's what I did. I took the light. <laughs> and I did it like that on the side of the Peninsula Hotel. And here's what she did. <laughs> she got down on her hands and knees and she worshipped. Brothers and sisters, don't you see? That's exactly like the world today. The Son of God has come into the world and yet people don't know who He is, but they know as they live in the world where the light is shining that they should worship. But they're worshiping the wrong thing. They're worshiping the wrong God. They're worshiping something other than Jesus. This is what John's saying. Our world is full of people right now who are confused. They know that there is a God, but they don't know that His name is Jesus. And they don't know that He is the one who's come in to the world for our salvation. And so Christmas should be the time that reminds the world who Jesus is. But unfortunately, it has become um, something other than a celebration of our Savior's birth. It's so bad that you can't even say Merry Christmas in some situations. You'll get in trouble. I, I don't understand that, but unfortunately, that's where we're at today. So John tells us that the light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. But you know what? It's worse than that. 
worse than seeing that there is a light and not recognizing who that light is. So they worship something other than the true light. He came to his own and his own received him not. He not only was unrecognized, the son of God came into the world and he was rejected by his own people. If anyone should have known who Jesus was when he came, it was the Jews. They had heard about their Messiah. They had heard about the Prince of Peace that was to come. They had heard about the one that was to be born in Bethlehem. They had heard about the one that was to rise and be a prophet along along the likes of Moses or Elijah. And yet when he came, even though he healed the sick, even though he blessed their children, even though he even walked on the water, even though he raised Lazarus from the dead, people not only didn't know who he was, they rejected him when they saw what he did. Brothers and sisters, reminding ourselves about Christmas is a reminder of the fact that we either reject him or we receive him. And that's what John tells us. And this is what we need to focus on as we think about the message of Christmas. Not only that the son of God was rejected in verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. But reception, look at verse 12. And this is the true meaning of Christmas. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will. But of God. Here we see in verse 12 that there are two two words that describe those who received Jesus. There's the word receive and there's the word believe. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name. In other words, what it means to receive Jesus is to believe on his name. <clears throat> Let me share with you another illustration when I think about reception and receiving the one who is great, who ought to be received the way we should receive him. I think back to what happened to me in the very first year of my missionary work in Taiwan. Evie and I were invited to go to a reception for the um, Guatemalan ambassador. His name was Ambassador Molinas. And he went to the church that we pastored. But I had never met him. But I, right after we arrived in Taipei, we received this very official looking um, invitation to go to this reception to welcome Ambassador Molinas. So we go to this really ritzy five star hotel in in Taiwan where there's this huge spread of food set out. So I walked in to the restaurant and I see all this food. And the only thing I could think of was I want that. Okay, And yet over here, there was a group of five people standing there. And I got there sort of early, which is uncharacteristic because often I'm late. Um, But Evie and I actually got there early. So I see that there's places to sit and I see that there's food. And so Evie and I. Evie following me, make a beeline towards the food and then sat down. And then what happens is, is while I'm sitting there eating food and no one else is eating food, I see that there's people walking in and those five people who are standing along the wall. That was Ambassador Molinas and his wife and his children and other people um, from uh, their, their consulate there. And as people came in, they would greet the ambassador and they would receive him and welcome him to his new post in Taipei. And I'm like, I just dissed the ambassador. And I was so amazingly embarrassed. Well, brothers and sisters, some of you here today 
have heard about someone who's much greater than the ambassador of a small little country that has formal diplomatic relations with the Republic of China and Taiwan. Some of you here today have come week after week after week and you've dissed the Son of God. You've heard about Jesus. You've heard about His love. You've heard He is the Savior. You've heard He is the reigning Lord. You've heard He is the one to whom you have to answer. You've heard He is all that He is and yet you've said, sorry, I'd rather eat over here. And you go your own way, just like the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And you go and you run and you do your own thing and you deny the one who came into the world to not only shine his light, but to give you life. And don't you see, brothers and sisters, that what Jesus wants you to do is receive him. The Bible equates receiving Jesus in this passage with believing in him. But that believing is not that belief that we get in our head about a fact. You know, I believe that George Washington was the first president of the United States or something crazy like that. No, believe here means trust. In Chinese, the concept is xin tao. It's give your life independence on someone or something. And so when we receive Jesus, we don't just believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and more than 2,000 years ago, he came at Christmas time. It's more than that. You have to rely upon him. You have to trust him. You have to believe that he stood in your place and died for your sins and was raised for you to be declared righteous in God's sight. I have a friend who's very savvy in monetary affairs and He always knows how to play the stock market. He knows how to do everything. He's really good with computers. He's my best friend in Taiwan. His name is Larry. And a while ago, Larry got into something called cryptocurrency. And he was like really excited about this stuff called Bitcoin. So he took he took ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars of his money and he invested in this stuff called Bitcoin and paid like two hundred and fifty dollars for each Bitcoin. Okay, this morning I got up. I did a Google search and you want to know something? The price of Bitcoin has risen to one Bitcoin is equal to nineteen thousand seven hundred and ninety eight dollars and one cents. Okay, my friend Larry made a lot of money um, overnight or over the weeks by playing this cryptocurrency market called Bitcoin. And you know what? He told me back then. He's like, Tim, you got to trust me. I'm like, yeah, trust you with what? He's like, just give me your money. I'm like, Larry, I don't want to give you my money. He's like, just give me your money. He's like, I promise you're going you're gonna to double your money. He's like, give me $5,000 and I'll give you about 10 in a short period of time. I'm like, Larry, I, I, I'm not going to do that. Okay. And Larry kept on begging me. Just give me your money. Just give me your money. Just give me your money. If I would have given Larry my money. Oh, my. Um, Oh, my. I would be having one heck of a vacation um, uh, later on next year. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't trust him, even though he was trustworthy. And I should have trusted him. I was an idiot. Okay, And so I lost out big. And now Bitcoin has gone off the charts. And I'm sitting there looking at my checking account and counting the pennies that are left in it. What's the point, brothers and sisters? When John uses this word, believe in Jesus, he's saying fully rely on him. Jesus is much better than Bitcoin because he's worth more than the world could ever possibly imagine. Jesus Christ and his precious blood 
washes away our sins, gives us new life, makes us the people that God wants us to be, and then puts us in a position to enjoy that relationship we have with God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son for all eternity. Brothers and sisters, do you see what it is that Jesus did? He came into the world. He shone His light. He came to give us life that all who would receive Him and believe on His name would become children of the living God. Now, this is very interesting because, you know, there's a lot of heresy out there. Heresy is a fancy word for false teaching. And there's a lot of heresy connected to who is the children of God and who are the children of God. And a lot of people think that because we're human beings made in God's image, that every single person who's ever been born into the world is a child of God. But the Bible doesn't present it that way. No, the Bible says that the only people who are the children of God are those who have received Jesus Christ, who have believed on his name and who have become children of God by believing and receiving and trusting and resting upon Christ. Michael Jackson got it wrong and we are the world. We are all a part of God's great big family. You know, that's wrong. I'm sorry. That's heresy. We're not a part of God's great big family until we believe in Jesus Christ, are born again by the Spirit of God, have the divine nature inside of us by being born again, and then we have that relationship with God. So I ask you in closing this one question. Have you believed in him? Do you reject the son of God who's in your midst or do you receive him with trust and faith and delight and praise at this Christmas time? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have come into the world. We thank you that you are the light. We thank you that you are the